Inside the Cave Theater presents the weekly episodic. Let's go! Scripted but unscripted Ratchet reality web series. Last night in Vegas. Because Ratchet is being thrown around like that. Like it's a word, like it's a bad thing. Since 2015, it's been our pleasure entertaining you. Commentary, controversial interviews, and sexy cave crushes. We have given you our all. We've seen other shows come and watch them go. But Inside the Cave is still here. Inside the Cave. Thought provoking ignorance. Guaranteed. Thought provoking ignorance with special guests and cave crush interview. It's time to go inside the cave. Lee Phil. Right, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Welcome back to Inside the Cave, Inside the Cave Podcast.com and CaveCrushShop.com. Go to those websites right now and uh, shop. Get your shop on, all right? Uh, thank you to everybody who's been listening to us the past couple episodes. We got a big show today confirmed. A, a cave crush interview and a personal crush of mine and Joe calling in later or actually videoing in. We're going to actually get a chance to see her later on in the show. The lovely, the beautiful Trina McGee. Oh, look her up. She's a well-rounded, talented actor. The 90s was great to us. If you didn't grow up in the 90s, kill yourself and start over. We did. We got a chance to see people like this real actresses calling in later in the show i am cb at i'm the real cb and next to me today is also joe dirt what's good everybody joe you looking forward to this trina mcgee video in? definitely am she's been uh supposed to been coming on for a while i'm finally happy we finally got her on yeah buddy Ladies, let's talk about it. Tell the truth. He is running the Chicago Marathon later on this week. Slide. What's up, everybody? Inside the Cave Podcast, Inside the Cave Podcast group. It's Slide. Tell the truth. Just let's talk about it. Yeah, I'm running the Chicago Marathon, and I'm excitedly nervous, nervously excited, but I'm I'm prepared and I'm ready to knock knock that out. I hope all these listeners give me pavement blessings. Um, and I, I appreciate everything. Man, you know what, Sly? I'm going to see if I can get Trina McGee to give you a shout-out, man. You think she'll do it? I think I think because because I'm a cute person, yeah, I think she'll do it. Joe, I don't think she's going to do it, Joe. Nah, I ain't going to even ask her. She probably ain't going to even do it. I'm going to tell her, say, tell him to run for us. One for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I, I tell you, go ahead, go ahead. I tell you what, if you, if you, if you get her, if either one of y'all get her to say that, uh, I I get y'all a free inside the cave shirt. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> also today with us today the country rap tune Big Dog will be here, and the lovely, the talented, the beautiful Cat is in the building. All right, because Trina's calling in pretty soon. I'm going straight to it. Let's get into this. We haven't did feedback in a while. Listeners feedback with Cousin Lamar. Got an opinion? Let your voice be heard. Want to change the direction of the show? Talk your sh**. Tell us how you really feel. Listeners feedback with Cousin Lamar on Inside the Cave. All right, the first feedback we have is from, uh, I think it's my son or my sonic. They say, I'm not a new listener, but a frequent listener, and this is my first time writing in. 
and hopefully I'm eligible for a Cave Crush shirt. How did the Lady Cat get involved on the show? Sometimes it seems she's being forced to participate, but it's a good listen. All right, my son, I don't know. You say you're a frequent listener. You should know this, all right? I think we've explained this a few times, but Cat, if you feel like explaining again, go ahead. Yes, the dynamic is I'm like D from what's happening. You know, like I sneak in, I'm a, like a little bit of an adversary. <laughs> All in good nature. Right, we don't force no woman to do anything on this show that she doesn't want to do. Please don't confuse us <laughs> with the Republican Party. All right, what do we got, Kat? Next, we have Knowledge. Knowledge says, wow, great episode. Love the as the hood turns or whatever y'all calling last night in Vegas. Even though it needs some more polishing in a few areas, I love the concept. I did something similar to that years ago, except it was a cartoon and I drew all the characters based on my real friends. And I did all the voices. I guess he wants you to check out some of his work, CV. Yes, and I did. Me and Roland actually checked it out. Uh, Knowledge, you are working your way on getting a job at Inside the Cave, and you can ask these people. It's a great experience, Knowledge. I checked it out. That no, is cool. you're, you're working your way to a volunteer position like the rest of us. Yeah, Knowledge, stay in the field. Don't never come to the office. I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> Shout out to Knowledge, man. I'm going to tell everybody to check that out, too. That's real dope. What else we got, Kat? Uh, next, we have feedback from Cheryl. She says, so men can't go out of town together without screwing other women? Y'all are going to ruin a bunch of people's healthy relationships. I'm surprised Kat jumped in to the same conclusion that the men did that she slept with her friend. Last Night in Vegas has been done before, and it's called The Hangover. Not quite, Cheryl. Not quite. Uh, we're a little bit different than uh, Hangover. It's going to be a lot of more sex happening than last night in Vegas, and a lot more people going to get killed. Yeah, ours is more believable. Yes, yes, because some would say it actually happened before. All right, uh, as far as the conclusion, the cat uh, slept with a friend. Cat, who you, who friend you slept with? No, we remember we had the, uh, I think it might have been a Cat's Corner thing where she was saying how her friend got married and disappeared from her life and she wanted to reconnect with him after he got married, but he kind of pushed her to the side. Oh, I thought she said you slept with her. Okay, all right, never mind. Okay, <laughs> okay, I got you. All right, what else we got, Cat? Uh, next, we have Lance. Lance says, the guy's trip shit was funny as hell. Tell Sly that an all-black cruise ship is a slave ship. Sly loves him some cat. All right, he be going in. Last night in Vegas should be funny. Just work on your acting skills, but it's hot as fuck in Vegas. So why is Big Dog by a grill and Sly running races? Edit the details and try again next episode. Remember when the dirt sheets was the most controversial segment when anything could happen? That Vernon Ernie shit was funny. But this show was packed with so much that the dirt sheets was expected. I almost ran off the road when he said Yogi molested Boo Boo. Veli is a good clean up man. Yes, he is. All right, what else we got, Kat? Next, we have uh, Troy. Troy says the whole crew is together and the chemistry is excellent. You guys are too funny together. This was a good show, bro. I enjoyed every minute and didn't skip 30 seconds, not one part. Mostly because I was waiting on the announcement I thought was going to be the crew getting their W-2s. Kat does sound like she supports blue lives when we're saying black lives matter. Damn, Kat, can us men have anything? No, 
Uh, Atta boy, Troy. Thanks for writing in as always. Same to you, Lance. What else we got, Kat? We got LaShawn. LaShawn is saying, <laughs> I'm going to act like I didn't hear CB say Big Dog has BDE during your interview with the Gossip and Heifers. Yeah, I don't really remember saying that. I got to listen to that again. <laughs> was that when they were on with us or we was on with them? I don't remember well, we saying that. on with them. Yeah, you can't prove that, LaShawn. And I don't yeah, remember. you can, LaShawn. You can. All right. Nice try. What else we got, Kat? We got Denise. Denise says, Cat, don't go along with them. The guys are trying to blame the woman for her losing her friend by saying her pussy was trash, which was nothing to do with it. Men and women can be friends without sleeping with each other. One minute Cleves is taking up for women and the next he calling women bitches and hoes. Said is ignorant and too loud. When Sly asks questions, I think no one will entertain it and then all you guys go in. Uh, I agree with you on everything you said about Roland. You're right. All right, what else we got, Kat? Carolyn. Carolyn says, what in the hell is wrong with the men on this show? I seriously hope this is all a joke because a woman doesn't owe a man sex because she goes on a business trip. What the fuck? All you do is talk about Kat as if she is an object and Cleese is full of shit to say she can't go out of town with you all uh, with without all you all having sex with her. Like she said, you don't steal cars just because it's there, so why would you feel the need to have sex with your coworker when you are there to work? After listening to this podcast for a while, I can tell that this Vegas story is real. The only person said they couldn't handle going on a business trip with Kat is Roland, so I don't, don't blame us for what Roland said. All right, what else we got, Kat? Nina, Nina says, CB takes for granted the listeners. Why wouldn't you not answer his question about the He Too movement? And then why would Sid call him a dummy? That was rude. And how important is Kat? She reads emails, does the news, Kat's Corner, now answers Sly segment and has to narrate a new show. Last Night in Vegas is too cute. All right, my bad. I think we read that last week. But thanks, Nina, for writing in, as always. And last one, Kat. Finally, we have Nathan. I listened to the show. It was very entertaining. The Las Vegas movie skit is good, but be hard to do it in the future if not, if, if not, it's not too often that everyone is in the show together. But you guys keep up the great work. Shout out to Nathan. Follow him on Instagram. I forgot his Instagram, but he's cool, man. Thanks, uh, Nathan, for uh, sending us feedback and everybody else, as always. We plan to keep this thing moving. All right. Thanks, Kat, for reading emails. Let's get into this. Uh, we're going to do a combination of Around the Cave and Zero to 100. Had a long week? Need to get some stuff off your chest? Do it now. Let's go Zero to 100 real quick. Real quick. Real fucking quick, nigga. Zero to 100, nigga. Real quick. So pick one, whichever one you got. What you got this week, Joe Dirt? Uh, you skipped me this week. Cat. 
Um, I just want to encourage people, if you don't know how to do something, it's totally cool to say that you don't know how to do it. And it's even better if you find somebody who does know how to do it. And that goes for anything, work, school, personal life. If you're unsure, it doesn't mean that you're stupid or you're ignorant. It doesn't mean that you are incapable of learning. It just means you don't, you don't know. And it's totally okay to learn how. So I'm kind of putting this out there for people who feel like they don't need to learn new things. No, oh, okay. Is it, who is that a shot at, Cat? That's uh, you don't just talk. For oh no, no it's not a shot. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, for you know, an inspirational uh, little tidbit. It's okay if you don't know something, you can learn. Or if you don't know, you can always find somebody who does. No, I agree. All right, what you got this week, uh, Sly? Uh, for me, I'm gonna go after the um, um, Congress specifically, like the Senate Judiciary Committee. Um, I mean, um, word of advice, if you do things the first time around, the right time, you don't have to double back and try to fix any mistakes. People have legitimate um, accusations that should be investigated to the fullest. Right. I, after you, your investigation is concluded, then proceed. Quit trying to rush the vote through and do things as they come. Take the progressive steps as, as they come and get things done right the first time as grown adults and quit looking like children. Judge Kavanaugh is starting to look like a really big liar. And it's either going to be him or the individuals in which he claim might defend him in which he in which he named one friend that was was a stand-up guy that he was always with all the time and they looked up his record and found out he was in a bar fight and started a bar fight and broke a glass over somebody's head and the accomplice that was with him was no other than the judge (laughs) (laughs) so get things right the first time and you won't have to be uh, covering your ass the second, third, and fourth fucking time, Senate Judiciary Committee. Uh, that's my zero to a hundred. Reset and start over. Hey, you know what? Oh, I got something, man. I was looking at something earlier today. And uh, CB, I'm pretty sure you're going to know what I'm talking about here. I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, I can understand Shaq, but still, that was his, that's his teammate. Uh, They've been showing the Kobe thing, you know what I'm saying, with the flinching and all that. Yeah. So they showed uh, when Chris Childs uh, stole on him two times, right? Remember that? Stole on, yeah, Kobe. Yeah. Kobe. And Shaq was like standing right there watching. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, yeah, you my teammate, but I ain't gonna help you. Like, yeah. no matter what beef they had, that's they weren't even beefing then. That was before the championship. Bro. That was before the championship. Yeah. But but Shaq just stood there like watch, like watch the man get punched in the face twice. Ain't intervene. Ain't nothing. What I think my conspiracy theory is. A few plays before that, um, Shaq told Chris Childs, go ahead and try him. <laughs> Damn. That's my conspiracy theory, straight up, man, because that shit just came out of nowhere. And I and I know Chris Childs was playing. Did, did he play football? No, he didn't play football, too. No, that he, wasn't him that played football. That, that was, was Charlie, Charlie Ward. Ward. That, was, that was Charlie Ward. But, yeah, I, th- I think um, Shaq whispered in his ear. I was like, yeah, go, go ahead and try him. He ain't nothing but a punk. And, and shit, you took took two quick ones. Bing, bing. And you see everybody else jump in it, Shaq is standing back watching. 
Cause Shaq the like one that. sent them off. <laughs> man, you guys are something else, man. How y'all gonna? I ain't gonna let y'all dog my boy like that, man. Just put, pull up that game and, and go back a few plays before that shit happened. Like it, it was coming. It was coming. I'm telling you, it was coming. Wow. That shit was coming. You don't know what they were saying on that court. Shaq hey. said, set that shit up. Hey, shout out to Shaq's son too, man. I just heard that uh, his son had a, a grave heart condition that yeah. he didn't even know about. Man, that's is this is this the one that was um, playing basketball that was yeah supposed to the yeah, UCLA? Yeah, man, he good too, man. That's real sad. What, wasn't he going? He was he was originally going to Arizona State, right? Yeah, then they then that shit happened. So then and that shit happened. That's funny because um, I just heard that um, UCLA. No, nah, he was going, going to UCLA now. Now, now, but originally uh, he had um committed to, to Arizona. Arizona State, and but I just heard yesterday that a local guy from um from Bellwood Villa Park area, um Alonzo Verge Jr. He signed with um Arizona State. Yeah, I want to uh for mine. What can I say about Kanye West? Actually, I had to like. First of all, let me you know let me say this. I want to make a big announcement. That and Kat, you're gonna like this. I am actually not canceling, not really putting on hold, but I am suspending inside the caves He Too movement. Um, once again, inside the cave starts something original, and then next thing you know, it gets you know taken up by the masses. I mean, everything we do, you know. You know, you would think we'll have we had a million listeners the way people just take blatantly take our shit. And you would, normally I wouldn't mind I would capitalize off it, but I got on one of our co-hosts, I'm not gonna say his name, Roland, for uh double talking and stuff like that. So I don't if I don't agree with Roland, a black guy not supporting Obama at the time, he does now, but then I can't be a part of something that the Republican Party has now taken over. If you look on Instagram, because I follow the hashtag He Too, nothing but Republicans have taken over the He Too movement as a way to say that men, that uh, this Kavanaugh shit is affecting men. In, in normal cases, I would jump on it because it started off as a spoof, but I do not support Trump or that Republican Party at all. So I am suspending inside the caves, He Too movement, unless you women make me have to bring it back again. But just going on the record, I want to say I suspend it for right now. Ed, are you happy about that? I'm sorry. Um, I mean, I'm not happy about it because I don't want you to give up on anything, especially because <laughs> imitation is a, a form of flattery. So you obviously have great ideas, so I don't want you to give up on it, but I do think you will. You should reprise it if you feel like it's an example of what your cause was. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm gonna put it on hold until this uh, Kavanaugh vote uh, dies down, probably for two or three weeks, and then uh, we'll see what happens after that. Also, um, Kanye West, I'm so Kanye West was on Saturday Night Live, and a lot of people were talking about the stuff that he had on and and the and the roles he was playing. I didn't get mad about that because you know he was acting. You went on there to act. Hell, Eddie Murphy played Gumby. Um, I did. I had a problem with him afterwards. 
wearing that hat. And it's just time for us to just to admit that look, Kanye West works for Trump. It, nobody supports anybody that much. That guy doesn't even promote his own brand the way he promotes Make America Great Again. That's because he is getting paid for it. I, a lot of people, a lot of these fake conscious and fake woke brothers are coming out the world worth talking about. Well, you know, Kanye West might be right, might be on the sun. Look, Kanye West is getting paid. Let me take you back in time a couple years ago where Kanye was complaining about he doesn't have any money. How much money he's losing on fashion and stuff like that. And he needs 150 million. He goes on the elevator, meets meets Trump, and he's been promoting Make America Great again ever since. Kanye's getting paid. Kanye West is on the payroll. This is evident. It's evident. Nobody promotes a promotes a brand like that. Unless he promotes the brand harder than anybody. And then he's then he'll go do an interview, say he doesn't know know anything about politics. That's because he's getting paid to do it. Kanye West, Candace Owens, if you look up the, the, the history on Candace Owens, she's getting paid as well. Facts. I got anything on that? You got anything on Gay? Nope, but he goofy as hell. I'm done, Water. I rescind um, what I said previously a few weeks ago when, after he came to Chicago and he apologized and all that. And I was going to get behind him. I was behind him. Yeah, he's um, he's not taking his medication. He get, needs to get his shit um, re, re-prescribed, um, recalibrated, uh, something. He's mixing something with something, and it ain't, it ain't going right. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's all I got. That's all I got. It was another story I wanted to tell y'all, but I can't find it. I had to say, gotta hear the story. Hold on. Oh, here we go. Uh, did you guys hear about this? A vampire spa leads to HIV. There's a such thing called a vampire spa, and millions of people got infected with HIV. So I want to give all the people who got infected with HIV uh, a kill yourself and start over. You, and let's see, it was in New Mexico. This is the craziest thing ever. You go to get, a, you cat, you heard about this, huh? A vampire. I, 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 I mean, you know, I and if you have everybody checks what they ingest you know you 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 make sure they inspect you know your meat before you eat it you would think they would do the same for precious blood they would make sure it was safe a vampire spa i i just uh, i don't you wouldn't want to go and take a visit a couple of pictures there no not at all i have no desire to be part of anything i have my doubts on the bible but i definitely know who the devil is and I'm not fucking with vampires not at all no I have no desire to go to a vampire spot oh by the way speaking of the bible I owe Joe Dirt who's left for a second and Roland an apology 
I actually called Roland and I apologized to him and I'm gonna do it on the show. Uh, a guy named Gerald who writes in, who uh, called me up and he is right. I am not qualified to talk about the Bible. We've had many discussions and stuff like that because I don't frequently read, I will not be making any more negative comments directed towards Bible and religion. And I'm going to try to actually stop making political comments as well. I've lost a lot of friends. Joe, I just gave you an apology and I'm, and I'm, and I'm serious about it. I gave you and uh, Roland an apology. I will no longer be talking. I still have my doubts on the Bible, but I will no longer be talking religion. And uh, I'm gonna try to stay away from politics as well. But like my friend Gerald told me, the, the minister Gerald told me, I am not qualified because I do not read. And I have studied in the past, but I'm, I, I haven't studied recently, so. I will not be making those negative comments. I do have doubts about it. And one of my main questions was, it's just, if, if, if I was to decide, Big Dog, you ain't from Chicago, so you wouldn't understand, but Joe and Cat uh, and Sly, you know, if I would decide tomorrow that, you know, I'm gonna join the Vice Lords. Now that's probably not a good example. If I was gonna join the, the Gangster Disciples, all right, I can't just say I'm a Gangster Disciple tomorrow. I'm gonna have to, show and prove that I'm a gangster disciple. And there's gonna be some stuff I'm gonna to have to do before I'm qualified to be a gangster disciple. The thing I hate about Christianity is like, you know, I wanna be a Christian. Okay, you're a Christian, you believe in God? Yep, okay. Don't have to change your ways, you don't have to do nothing different. I'm a believer, I read the Bible, I'm a Christian. No, that's not true. All right, so, but I'm not qualified to talk about that, so from now on, won't be talking about it anymore. Right, because you for damn sure ain't no gangster disciples, so I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry, damn right I ain't a gangster disciple. No, no hold on. See, no, Kat, you don't know to, what this is either. Kat, you trying to get, make me get, you gonna get me in trouble. No, I'm not a gangster disciple, you're right. But I'm saying if I was to decide I wanted to be a gangster disciple, there's things I would have to do to prove that I'm worthy to join a gang. That's the point I'm trying to say. Whereas Christianity. Well, sure. You can be a part of Columbia House and they will send you CDs for two cents every month. <laughs> However, you have to pay them eventually for the CDs. There is a responsibility you have as a member of Columbia House in receiving your music. So like anything you join, while others may not see the downfall or the hardship that go with it, they only get to see you boast and brag about being a part of it. You, you, you know, you, like your friend is saying, it's not that you're not qualified either. It's just that, you know, you should always look at things that are helpful to people. And there are a lot of people who organized religion has saved their lives. And we have to acknowledge that as well as we do acknowledge that there are a lot of questions. Yeah. So, but until I'm qualified to talk about it, I won't be talking about it again. Big dog, you here? You got anything for uh, Around the Cave and uh, Zero to 100? We combined them both. No, I'm good, bro. All right, that helps a lot. All right, let's get into this. Uh, this time in the year 2038. Inside the cave predicts the future by reliving the past and staying current with this time in the year 2038. Uh, Veli was supposed to be here because he said he had something. You guys got anything for this time in the year 2038? 
this time in the year 2038, Kanye West will look like Michael Jackson. <laughs> uh, is that he you mean? People white. Oh, you okay? So you mean he's white? You don't mean he's gonna be in a casket like Michael Jackson? No, he's gonna look white. Either that, or they gonna OJ his ass. They gonna make sure he remember that he black. Catch you got a 2038. Yeah, in the year 2038, your house will come equipped with a classroom so your children don't have to leave the home to learn. They'll just go into a room, have their assignments already set up for them, and come out. That ain't gonna work for me. Gotta get the hell out of my house and go to school. <laughs> <laughs> what about that child income credit babysitting stuff? How you gonna, how you going? Now, nah, if I'm getting that, then that's one thing. <laughs> well, I got a letter from, from the school, you know, from CPS. They actually are um, kind of piloting this homeschool program where you homeschool for a certain number of days, and then your child actually goes to school two wow. or three days out of the week. So eventually, it'll be like you're learning from home for school. Dog, what up? You got a 2038? Yeah, man. I think I'm going to pick a pack on... Uh... On Joe, uh, in the year 2038, Kanye West will look like Sammy Sosa. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna look pink. I like it to hear the home run. Hey, hey that, that was more believable than Joe's. <laughs> that one is way more believable than Joe's. <laughs> That shit might happen. Too. Hey, Sammy Sosa is like gray. Like his skin is like gray, like off white. Like he's kind of scary a little. Hey, hey, think about it. He joined the family that you know they changed the way they look. So ain't no tell what Kanye gonna look like. And in twenty thirty eight, all like long distance travel. You know how long it take you to travel? Like let's say New York to L A. And they. They used to have the Concord Airlines that, you know, zipped across the Atlantic and all of that. But in 2038, um, long, long distance travel will be cut uh, by 90% with with trains, rails, planes, and a teleporting device. Teleporting. Teleporting. They're going to beam you up to Chicago, big dog. They gonna beam you up, dog. <laughs> you just gonna you gonna buy a ticket to Chicago, and then you get to pick. You want you want the speed rail? You want like something faster than what the Concorde was, or you gonna you gonna um, get the teleport device, and you gonna go stand in the room with your luggage, and they gonna send you to CB crib. I tell you what, you might be wearing some damn virtual um, reality glasses or some shit, and you'll think you where you want to be. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paying for all inclusive, so so the, the battery in them glasses better last long. And if it can get me to Vegas quicker, that, that's what's going. That's what's going to happen. Like airplane travel going to be so fucked up that they going to uh, start teleporting people and shit on vacation. Damn. CB, what's your what's your twenty thirty eight? CB 2038 will be, be dealing with um, a 20, 20 year old hemorrhoid itch on his booty. <laughs> CB in 2038 will still be learning how to read the fine print. Uh, 
CB in 2038, um, kids will be in college by then, but he gonna have another baby on the way. Yeah, I hope that's... <laughs> CB in the 2038 gonna have a half world. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. I'm trying to say he gonna get one of them damn blue <laughs> You gonna get one of them uh, Brian Urlacher. <laughs> CB in twenty thirty eight gonna have tax issues because he ain't gave us no W twos yet. <laughs> right, right. CB in twenty thirty eight will be dealing with um, the the New Yorker coming out with um, information saying that his daddy left him four hundred and thirteen million dollars to invest, but he turned it into fifty million and only claimed real estate on two million. <laughs> some, some, some crazy shit. All, all the shit gonna come out. I'm like, like he ain't really handicapped. <laughs> <laughs> shit, he riding around with a handicapped stick on this car right now. Yeah, hey, 2038, CB will work a full year. Yeah, shit. And <laughs> <laughs> you're 2038. Oh, I can just keep going in on this guy. <laughs> In the year 2038, CB gonna still be getting um, um, VIP um, press passes to go to um, Exotica. <laughs> That's believable. <laughs> getting discount Viagra. <laughs> That's so gross. In 2038, CB gonna be the dude that's walking on the treadmill in the gym. <laughs> uh-uh, he gonna run real fast for like a minute. What'd he say, a mile? He gonna a run one, his hell for a mile with you and then get off the treadmill. In the year 2038, CB still will be visiting dog, eating up all his food. He gonna come alone. No wife, no kids, it's just gonna be him. Yeah, they ain't gonna let him in, goddamn. <laughs> Thought provoking ignorance with special guests and cave crushes. And cave crushes. Inside the cave. You did say you wanted to be in, right? Want to advertise on Inside the Cave podcast? Would you like to have your company or product featured before a segment? Email us inside the cave podcast at gmail.com. Subject advertise. Get the latest in cave fashion at CaveCrushShop.com. That's CaveCrushShop.com. Follow Inside the Cave on Instagram for more thought-provoking ignorance. We repost, you decide. Now you feel freer than you All right, here we go. Welcome back to Inside the Cave, InsideTheCavePodcast.com. It is Cave Crush of the Week. And we haven't done this in a long time, but I'm glad we get to do it now with a lady who I've been trying to get on since the beginning of Inside the Cave. I'm fine. I'm so glad we can get her on. She's not only our cave crush, but she's also a personal crush of mine. And I can say Joe Dirt, especially growing up. Oh, man, I can tell you all the stuff that she's been in and uh, been a fan of her since the beginning. She's been in roles, she's made guest appearances in roles of, of shows like Martin, The Hughleys, and A Different World, and countless others, but she's also popular for her role as Angela 
in the hit series Boy Meets World and, and the reprise series Girl Meets World. Welcome to Inside the Cave, the lovely Trina McGee. Woo! Hey. Yeah. By the way, thank you for coming on. By the way, did somebody say anything about found the youth? I mean, you uh, know, right? Whatever you're drinking and eating, uh, pass some of that over here. Thank you. I'm doing the best I can. You know, the fact of the matter is that I always played 10 years younger than my age ever right. since I so, you know, Right. All right. <laughs> You know, we're gonna we're gonna ask you about you know the boy meets world stuff, but it's, it's so much more to you than that. And I want to, because you were um, also on a different world. I gotta ask you, what do you think about the stuff with Bill Cosby? You know, it's wow, that's a loaded question. Woo, come out with the guns. Yeah. Um, you know what? I don't have a particular opinion one way or the other. I do know Bill Cosby was my first audition ever. I actually cut school with him. I got out of my chemistry class um, because they had an open call for the Cosby show. And I booked downtown uh, from Riverdale to Manhattan. And, and um, I went in and I actually got to audition. I auditioned for him twice. And both times you had to go in a general meeting and then a call back. And both times I got to meet him. But okay. I didn't actually book the part. And I remember the second time I didn't, uh, I went in and I didn't book and I was sitting at this bench of the girls that didn't get it. We had to go at, back up from Brooklyn where they were shooting um, oh, okay. to you know, back where they were going to drop us off home. <laughs> and we were sitting on a bench and we were like all sad. And Felicia Rashad came out and she was like, girls, you know how many parts I haven't gotten? I think you straighten up. So, you know, I say it to say my memories of Bill are that and other friends that I have on the show. I can't really have an opinion on what's going on with him now, you know? It's just not fair because I'm not I'm not informed enough. I wasn't there. Yeah. No, I respect uh, that. You no, know, you know that he definitely inspired me to to feel that I could do what I'm doing. That's really all I can say. You know? So so the show was filmed actually in New York? The Cosby show? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it was filmed in Brooklyn. In this, in a studio right next to this other soap opera that I used to, that my mother used to watch called Another World. Okay. <laughs> and right. and uh, yeah, they used to have a shuttle. You they 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 shuttle you from Manhattan to Brooklyn to tape that show. So. You know. Ah, okay. I always thought everything was filmed out in L.A. I didn't even know that. <laughs> All right, uh, I gotta ask you this. So, sticking with the whole a different world thing, uh, how did you feel about the whole Jeffrey Owens thing? When you know. One minute social media ripped him, then all of a sudden social media came to his back. How do you feel about, you know, actors and former actors and actresses, you know, getting a job? Like, what's wrong? I never understood, like, what was wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. And, and no offense to anyone where people, it's a very hard line to walk. And honestly, it's not easy to just go get a job at a Trader Joe's or a Walmart or, or anywhere that you're really serving the public like that because you are going to get recognized. But honestly, it's, I think it's, it's, a, it's, it's actually a, hum, a good humbling experience for a lot of people mm -hmm. who have, uh, have had any kind of form of success that they thought was permanent, you know, but I don't, I, I just, I have a lot of feelings about that. Like, 
I don't think, of course it's not bad that he got a job and everything, but now it's like they're offering these jobs because he was yeah. Trader Joe's off of Instagram. And, you know, I love Jeffrey and he's amazing, but you know, just, I don't know. <laughs> It's almost like it was a publicity stunt, too. They, 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 they worked out good. I don't know. Because it kind of went through social media and then it landed. But I'm happy for him personally. But, it's you know, I just see a lot of people who are really um, deserving also, I guess. Right. You know, out of the sweat of just showing up to the uh, interviews and the auditions. I mean, why is that not good enough? <laughs> no, I get it. Anyway. No, I, I get it because I got, I got whatever but it's funny enough I have a lot of actor friends like maybe I should just go get a real job somewhere it's a little silly yeah. so I don't know you know sounds like a plan I, I don't I, I, I don't blame you I mean it worked out good for him alright you know I gotta ask you this uh, <laughs> uh, Family Matters that was the first episode that I remember seeing you on it was an episode yeah uh, called Josie and the Gun, and I, I, Cat Joe, you guys probably were, Sly was in college, so I know he probably didn't watch a lot of TV back then. But I remember this episode vividly because, like in today's world, that wouldn't be a big deal. But you got shot and killed at seven thirty. Not not killed. I'm sorry, but you got shot in high school at seven thirty. <laughs> at seven thirty p.m. prime time, like this teenage girl just got shot. And like, I thought it was real. I was a mark, you know, I was what, 13 years old. So I, I really believed it. I'm like, I was sad, you know? You know, I've done, I've done a lot of, that was my, those, that was the years of me doing a lot of sitcom. And um, so when I was doing it, it just kind of flew by. But then watching it over the years, I'm like, damn, I did that. The, the very special episode of Family Matters, I was shot on Family Matters. I mean, seriously. So, I'm proud of that. I'm really proud of that, you know. Yeah, that was something. There were a lot of real good people in the episode, uh, too. <clears throat> so named Tracy White was in it. You know, it was it was really cool. And I still I still holler at Cherie, uh, Cherry on uh, Instagram and everything. You know, I think she saved my life in the scene or something like that. Yeah, you gotta you gotta say their characters' names. I don't know other than you. I really don't know them by their oh. real names. Darius, <laughs> come here. Oh, I know you ain't finna bring Eddie Winslow. Yeah, just, just, ask, just answer one question. <laughs> Please. Come be in camera for two seconds. Two seconds. And then you have to go. <laughs> then you gotta go. What was your uh, character's name? Hey, what up? What up? What up? <laughs> Big fan, what brother. Up, bro? Big fan. Appreciate you. Definitely. Everything is cool, slow motion. Just chilling <laughs> with Mama Bear. Yeah. How doing? No, Good, man. Doing all right. Asking me about uh, Family Matters. Oh, that's awesome. Cherry's character was Maxine. Maxine from she played in Punky Brewster too. She did. She did. That's yeah. Right. yeah, I remember. Thank you. Get out. <laughs> 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 yeah, man. I just remember that because that that was epic to me to see like a teenage girl get shot in school because we didn't see all that. That was before Columbine and all that kind of stuff. You know, it wasn't happening like that. It happened over and over and over again. You know? Right. 
Yeah, that was a that was a great role. And then I was like upset because you know I was a mark for TV, and then you didn't show back up. So I'm like, is she okay? You know what I'm saying? Like, what happened? This should have been a real. Is she okay? Is she okay? Yeah, we got to you know, find out. Maybe we'll write the episode later on. The show. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to hog it up, so I want to go get to a different world in a second. But you guys got anything before I keep going? I do. I always like to to ask, like you've had a career like spanning. 25 years can you talk a little bit about like the education that goes into it and the training that you you know have to continually do to be competitive in your field because i think some people think it's just so easy i can act and i can just do it but there is like training involved yeah the um sister asked me about training that's such a good a good question you know um my training started really young but it was only on the job training i didn't take acting lessons but I did um, I was discovered as a young age because I thought I could do it and I right away got a play off Broadway and then I had to then it, it was most on the job you know I, I would get jobs and train that it wasn't until after I did when well, I mean, I got that okay. no. Sorry, it wasn't until after I did when we school that I actually went and took an acting class because I thought I was so honed into this particular style of acting that wasn't really what I started out in. I started out in, you know, thinking I was doing, you know, movie, more movie-esque acting. And then when you get landed in like a sitcom groove, <laughs> and then when it's over, and you know, there's a multitude of opportunities, you know, I had to really fine tune then. But it's ongoing now at this point, because my uh, mindset is more one of ownership. So I could, of course, I, I've already done all the, all the crafting I need to be an actress. You know, I, I, I don't think I really particularly need to go to a class right now or do that. But to have a ownership over your content, that's an ongoing class. That's to get on YouTube every day, learn this, learn that, you don't know something. And it keeps changing every day. So um, me and my husband, we do a lot of, uh, he especially is great. We, we're in college every day. Um, when it comes to our uh, movie making and, and crafting the ownership of our content at this point. So but that's, that's something people take for granted. People, kids come up to me all the time and they're like, hey, you know, I just direct, because it's so easy to direct or to put something out now that all the, the, the tools are around you so easily. Right. Um, people really do take it for granted. But, you know, that's why I, I kind of love my... Um, my peers and my, what I say, my alumni of uh, Hollywood, because we're one, I think one of the last generations that we had some mentors that were like, that know what you're doing and, and that's still in my heart. And it's hard to really uh, bridge the gap of applying it to uh, um, a society that's not as interested in the training, you know, that we were exposed to. But I know it's doing great for me and when, and when as, moving into more of a position of ownership, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing to really know what you're doing and, and know what to call things on set and, and have technical references. It's, it just makes you feel so much better and do better, you know, because your confidence is, and your uh, education is just up there. Well, my question was, have you ever written or directed anything? And if not, do you aspire to do so? Yeah, actually, um, I have written and uh, directed uh, two films with my husband. We have an independent 
uh, film company, and we're actually uh, reinventing. My husband, Marcello Fedberg, has was responsible for doing uh, a slew of uh, one of the first men to do a slew of the straight DVD to DVD uh, movies and uh, independent, all owned by him for years, and he's grown so much. And now we're at a point, yeah, we're getting ready to display some things. We have about five movies in the can now being edited that are about to come out. Um, I directed two of them. Two of them are out now. Talking about, talking about this one right here, Trina? Oh, it, I'll show you. Hold on. Confessions of, <laughs> is that Ella, Isabella? Uh, yeah, I got what? it right here. Uh, Confessions of. They are on uh, Amazon. It's called Sins of the Guilty. Sins of the Guilty. Right. Capitalizing on my interracial uh, relationship. I'm a big studier of marketing and things of that nature. And then this actually, because we are business people, we're not just, you know, uh, floating gypsy artists who want to make a bad movie. We're a business. So we made the, set, the same movie. It's all Latino. Trina, you see it? Look, Trina, look, Trina. Look. Look. look, I can't see eyes really well. Look, I'm right here, right here. Okay, <laughs> you see it? I, I got it. See. I got it. Confessions she, she of might. Isabella. <laughs> I got it right here. Confessions of Isabella. Oh, you have it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you, you sent me a, a DM on Twitter. Like, <laughs> we so much did those. So the stuff we have coming out now is just gonna be fabulous. <laughs> this was a good movie too. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. We um, we're really we're a family business, you know. So my dream—it's not just directing and writing. All that's good, but I my dream is to do it within my family, within my culture, you know, in my bare feet. <laughs> what, what's going on with you and Darius? You know, <laughs> huh? What's going on with you and Darius? You guys working on something? Yes. It's gonna be so good. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that that's 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 my brother, you know, that's that's family right there. And that's how you you do business here at the movie Bedford House. <laughs> nice, nice. Here nice. you're working with us, you know, there's there's a there's a plan. Right. <laughs> okay, so let me get back in this. Um you were on a different world and you hit like an accent. I remember that episode too. Like you popped out, like my favorite actress just popped up again. What was that like working on a different world with, with uh theme was with Ron and I think, um, I got the other girl's name. Okay, that was so cool, that episode, because that, that was the first job I had right after me coming to LA and I'd been in this girl group with Quincy Jones that never went through. And Debbie Allen was supposed to play my mother in this particular project that didn't go through. So next job I have is with Debbie Allen directing A Different World. So it was really interesting because I get on the set and I think, I think I'm doing really well in my accent. And then Debbie just comes up and goes, girl, you need to get your accent together, okay? You need to know every word. And I thought I had it down and I got the part, you know, but right. she was working like a horse on that. I still don't think, every time I see it, I'm like, I'm not sure if I did that right. And then cousins call you like, I love your Jamaican accent. I'm like, no, I was supposed to be English. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was a really, really <laughs> time. And um, I remember Jasmine Guy in the episode wore this beautiful fur coat. She was so nice. She's like, 
you come here? Do you want me to uh, want, want to try on my fur coat? You know, she was really sweet. And Joe Morton was on that uh, episode, and I got to meet him. And he was very serious at the table read. Everything had to be, you know, dissected and right. And um, Jada what was, uh, she wasn't in any scene with me, but she was walking around her career, you know, <laughs> they all owning their part of the set. You know, it was a great, great time, you know, so. Uh, that was a great experience. Classic yeah. legends been around. <laughs> legends, that's that's awesome. Yeah. I, I've been out on time, and I've, I've really been in the mix of a lot of really great people. Yes, you have. And one of my favorite people you've been around is one of my favorite episodes of this was the Martin Martin when you won Martin and uh, the Hashitashi episode. You remember that the Hashitashi? <laughs> Yeah, that was great. Um, funny enough, at the time, I was really good friends with Parquet when we were young. You know, we were like, you know, college, college, you know, back then it was like the eighth, the eighth, I went to Howard University, you know, I forgot what he went to, he went to somewhere around there. We were college friends, you know, about five years after college when I did Martin. So that was really fun. And it was awkward because I was really good friends with his wife. So even just him putting all his arm around me, we were like, Ooh. <laughs> you know? wow. We were all, and she was all looking at me. So, but I, I love Malika, you know. But uh, I just yeah, remember that, that was a funny episode. Yeah, I just remember you saying, <laughs> "Oh." That was no. I remember you saying that, that was really great too. I remember you saying, "Oh no, you! Oh no, she didn't!" And then, and then Martin said, oh, no, she didn't. <laughs> "Baby, don't get your ass kicked." <laughs> See, I have this habit when I don't think my part was big enough. I used to try to add stuff in and do, do sit and hope the director would um, let me get away with it. So I added that line and I said, oh, no, she didn't. And Martin turned around and he said, yes, yes, that's it. Keep that, keep that. And then we kept it and then uh, Tisha came back and I think she bounced off of it. Yeah. And everything. So, you know. So that wasn't in the script. That's how. <laughs> so that wasn't in the script. I can't hear you. So no, that was not. That was not. I used to do crazy shit like that all the time. Like um, when I did Friday After Next, you know, they didn't tell me to do that weird dance in front of like yeah. <laughs> Ice Cube. But, uh, you know, I was just trying to get whatever little extra I could, you know. <laughs> all right. I got to ask I've you this. I've been told not to do this. <laughs> Can I? All right. I got to ask yeah. you this. I got to ask you this. Now we're about to talk about Boy Meets World. Um, I remember reading an article saying that you wrote a letter to the network saying that there wasn't no interracial couple relationships on network TV, right? Is that was that before you got on Boy Meets World? It was an article. I can actually Google it for you, but it said that you actually wrote it. It was an article in the New York Times. I wrote. Okay. I can actually. I'm not going to say, but um. Um, it was maybe the second, somewhere in the second, I think it was the first or second season that I was there. And um, my publicist at the time and my ex-husband, they got together and Michael, and they wanted me to say, you know, I say it like that because it's just not really my opinion right now at 49, you know, that New York Times article. But um, yeah, I think it was to the gist of there are no, there is no color or something something to that effect you know so is that what got you on the on the show 
the show because I was auditioning with the same nine bitches for like five years. Me, Gabrielle, uh, Melinda, Monica Calhoun, you know, wow. <laughs> you know, and uh, and I just which is my turn, you know, uh, there. And that was a hard audition also because I I was actually turned down at the um, at the the first audition when you just read for the casting. I was turned down. They said I wasn't funny. The part really wasn't written funny. It was written very like solemn. So, but I had this feeling in my head. I was like, I know I can get this part because I knew most of the actresses in town. I was like, I'm the only one. I really feel like I could get this. So I went back to my manager and I asked my manager to call back and try to get me back in. And they were like, Trina, come on, and they wouldn't really do it. And then so there was a receptionist in the manager's office who was pissed at my manager at the time because they wouldn't let her do things she wanted to do, to, you know, to come up. So I, I talked, on my way, I said, yeah, they're not gonna call. I just started talking, she's really like, she called and she got back in. And then all of a sudden they called in Michael Jacobs. And once they called Michael, it was on. And I got five more auditions. And then I got the job. So wow. that's real. That's what happened. Yeah, wow. that's how I got that job. And then I was I was only called on for one show. It was like maybe it might be a reoccurring vague talk, you know. So, but I got called on, and then they said, okay, you know, keep going. So. And history, history was made. Yeah. See, you gotta. Sometimes you gotta push. You know, what if I had just been like, oh, he said no. Right. We wouldn't be talking now. You know? Right, right, right. Well, I'm sure I would have, <laughs> sure you would have been something else. Yeah. <laughs> when you um, have I, a gut feeling, it doesn't go for it, you know? Yeah. Better yeah. better try than not. I mean, you don't want to be too impulsive, but still stuff like that, yeah. What what was it like being on that show with, 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 with did you all get along? I mean you were older than all of them, like what was it like? Um, it was fun. Honestly, I'm not I'm not to be really perfectly honest, it was fun. Of course there was tension at times, you know. Of course it was weird stuff that went on, you know. But we were all really young and honestly for the most part I had a lot of fun on the show. You know, I had a lot of fun um, just doing the scenes and everything, you know, and then also it was kind of weird. I was so much older than that, yeah. you know, so um, it was like, I'm, I'm kind of a kid at heart anyway, but it was like when it was rap time, I'm going home to kids in a house. <laughs> you, know? you were pregnant, and they're right? Who, you know? So you were pregnant. You know? but, um, um, how was it? Well, weren't you weren't you pregnant during the, during the during the show too? I get the show right, so finally, okay, Trina, we bring you on. Literally three weeks later, I had to tell Michael that I was pregnant, but he was so graceful about it, and he has a lot of kids, so he was just big. And then you know what else really helped me? There was a woman who was suing us, so Aaron Spelling at the time, because Aaron tried to. Aaron Spell was going to fire her. Hunter Tyler, the Hunter Tyler case saved my job. It was the same time I got pregnant, so nobody was touching me right. after they hired me for fear I would, you know. Yeah. So God just was like, <laughs> "You were meant to <laughs> be Angela. <laughs> you were meant to be Angela, right?" 
I believe so, because yeah, it's definitely feeling like that, especially now. So 20 million years later, so yeah. It was an episode, it was an episode that I remember you and Sean, the character Sean, I think his name is Ryder, and he got drunk and slapped you. And I just remember like watching on network TV, like this girl just got slapped on TV because the guy was drunk. I mean, like in today's world, that's not a big deal. But in the 90s, early 2000s, that's a big deal. It was. I also think it was a big deal the way they handled it because they handled it like kind of old fashioned, which is obviously more my style, where Angela wasn't like, you're bad, I'm going away. She was more like, I know that's not you. Yeah. You know, which is really the alignment how I am. I'm more of a nurturing person. I mean, I'm not going to be beat up, but I do know to see past people when necessary and, and bring out the best, you know. So, yeah, but now I think they would have just been like, you know, you hit me, get out, <laughs> you know, and that'd be right. the end of it. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just got a question that, that um, more personal than anything. What do you do to get your day started? I'm more, I'm more of the athletic person out of the bunch of the guys inside the cave, and um, I, I, I need music and I, I like running. Uh, but I want a specific question is I, I know when I when I jump in somebody's vehicle when I go out on a date I jump in a woman's truck. Um, I listen to the first five things like she might have in her CD changer on her iPod, right? And, and for me, it tells me something about them, whether it's hip hop or it's R&B or Martian Brosia or something like that. What's the first five songs that I might hear if I jumped in your car? Right now? I right now. I'll just tell you what I played yesterday. Right now, you probably hear the big playback, James Brown. <laughs> then you hear the, 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 the I listen to that a lot. And we probably hear uh, uh, probably a uh, Curtis Mayfield down in the back. Ooh. And then I'd probably go one Stevie Wonder, and then I'd probably have like a little corny Persephone song. <laughs> I'm not really. I'm, I like current music. I just have my, you know, my standards, you know. But I like I like music that makes me feel really like emotional, you know. And I like fighting music. Too. You like fight? You like fight music? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. You like fight? <laughs> you like to get pumped up, pumped up music. Okay. Okay. I, I gotta ask you another question about Boy Meets World. Do you think towards the end they started making Boy Meets World sort of like friends? Yeah. I mean I didn't really know it at the time, but what else were they supposed to do? They had to they had to get that last leg of the show, you know. So I guess they just did what, what was going on and everything. I mean I don't know. Were we friends? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they definitely. Yeah, it was it was so good. Like, uh, what, did, what what was your thoughts when they like did they tell you like before the last season that this was gonna be the last season or did you guys kind of play it by ear? Did you know? 
No, Michael was always up front. He always is really good at telling the truth. Well, the hard medicine, quick, fast, and ahead of time. So, well, I think we were surprised when we got the, that last season at all, you know? Okay. Because it, it had been on for a while. But um, we knew, we planned, and we were okay. It wasn't one of those, you walk back to work and you're closing up your dressing room. It wasn't that, that bad, you know? We got through it one. So, yeah. It was a nice soft. Why do you think... People are so attached to you and to Angela and Sean. Um, I think because the writing was was for the most part for sitcom really different, and um, I think it was more realistic kind of realistic realistic um, portrayal of the ups and downs of a relationship forgiving and then it had the, the the dynamic of being interracial so you know a lot of, there are a lot of interracial couples out there that really weren't getting the you know the representation so I think that was a good thing I also think I, I really love playing uh, love girlfriend parts I love playing you know wife girlfriend I love you you know that I <laughs> that's just my thing so I think me being older than Sean also and then loving that dynamic, I think that helped to, to bring a lot of chemistry too, you know, but um, yeah, you know, even today, I, I see, I still, I, you see a lot more interracial couples today, yeah. but I just think the exclusivity of it, time, you know, just touched a lot of people, you know, and that's what I love about that. That's why I can't shake it really, because they just keep writing and calling and, you know, wanting to let we know what their experiences are. I, I like that. You know? That's what actors are here for. We're like, slat it on the slat it on the, you know, so, so it's all good. What about negative feedback? Did anybody ever call you like a sellout or anything like that? Did you get any of that? Uh, well, people thought I uh, got plastic surgery. I wore a bad long wig. And they thought that I uh, I was a sellout with that, you know. But really? I never, I've never done it. I really need to get some plastic surgery. No, no, no. You're perfect. You're perfect. But it's about like being in the relationship. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because when you were with Sean, did they think that like the people like really believe that character and think you were a sellout? No, I think in the '90s they didn't say it to me. Now, how to breathe now? I think would be different. Okay. But in the '90s, people didn't say what they thought like that. Now, I will say. When I look at my own social media, everyone is so nice to me, you they know. Are. But yeah. then I sometimes I'll look at images and I don't see I see some not so nice things said about me, you know. So, um, you know, at the time, no, but well, I didn't get any racist stuff, you know. I just really didn't, you know. Mm. No, I got a lot of letters from jail people, <laughs> white guys from jail that would do me. Really? No, no, uh, no, no letters. Wow. <laughs> But so, no, 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 um, none of that. So what was it like, um, in tw uh, when, when the girl meets world thing happened, like, did you know that they were going to call you for that too? I did. Cause, cause Michael, again, is so great at being, giving me a little heads up and being a little clear and precise. So, you know, I think we might be bringing it up, you know, so, um, he gave us a, 
a heads up. Um, you know, it was just different, you know. The 90s were so great. I mean, craft services was amazing. And things were taken care of and everyone loved to do the service of what they were gonna do. Just all across the country, the level of service has just gone down. So I had to like, it's one of those things where you get older and you look back and like, damn, it's not the same. So that's, that was kind of the general feeling there. Um, you know, I just, I have, it's a, such another can of worms for me. I would, you know, I mean, I'm grateful to be Angela. That, that's all I really can say about it. Was it it <laughs> was know? done on a different set, I, I, right? That was done on a different set, right? Yeah. In a different studio, different studio and everything? Okay. So it was tough to get used to, right? <laughs> I, like, I don't, you know, I just had, I have high 90 standards. What do you want? So, but no, but it was, it was cool. Aside from that, um, you know, aside from that, because now I'm being a bratty by saying that, you know, the set or whatever was like, but. It just was different, and it was a lot. It was a different company, and it's a lot of different politics that I honestly didn't really understand because I'm, I was too predicated on what had happened 20 years ago. So yeah. actually, it was a very good learning curve for me on moving on, you know, and um, dealing with the present. Yeah, because you were fortunate because not everybody got called back. At least I don't think so. I don't remember everybody getting called back. Did they? Back, Jack. Thought Jack and Will and. Course writer and you know, almost almost everybody got called back. Okay, know? all right. I, I thought I thought I thought the red headed girl didn't get called back. <laughs> I don't no, I'm grateful to be called back. I do not think they call me back because I'm fabulous. Exactly. Because exactly. you know, the fans have really enjoyed that um, the fans really enjoyed that storyline. So, you know, we gotta call back what's for. Right, right. All right, I gotta ask you this question too. What was the movie that you were in called Booty Shop? What was that about? I didn't see it. <laughs> Booty Shop was an independent film that I did with my current husband. Um, it was the first, I think it was like 10 years ago, and it was a, one of the first things we ever did together. And, you know, we just kind of put it together. It was a, it was a fun project. Um, we, did the most we could with what we had. You know, we didn't have investors or anything. And it was a cute little campy movie. And you don't, you know, take it, take it too seriously. It's, it's, it was a lot of fun. Now, the funny thing is, it's like this little urban cult classic now. You know, mm. <laughs> and, I, I, and I have a lot, of, a lot of new hood friends from that movie and everything. But, um, you know, it, it is what it is. But if that movie that me and Marcella get together was the beginning, and we've grown so much since then, and we, we weren't afraid then, and now we're just not afraid now. So, you know, I love, I love that was actually one of the funnest. <laughs> yeah, I've seen clips of it, it looked fun. Um, Marcelo, Marcelo, he's actually, I remember him from being on the game. He was uh, a football player on the yeah. game. I'm like, I'm like, baby, that was one episode. You did so well. Everyone remembers that episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of a lot of people too. Yeah, he's you a know, big he's a big he's a big old guy. <laughs> huh? I say he's a big old he's dude. He's a bold guy. I say he's a big old dude. He's a big old dude. Yeah. He's an intensive, intensive 
weight loss training right now. So really? It's transforming every day. I'm proud of them. I mean, just you just wait a minute. It's going to be big. You're going to be. I need some tips because Sly won't give me none. <laughs> huh? I need some tips because Sly won't give me none. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. There's a saying I have, uh, I have Marcello and, and Darius say all the time when they want to eat. I say, nothing tastes as good as skinny. So, <laughs> yeah. just say that every about time. That. <laughs> Joe, you got any more questions, man? Uh, what do you think about uh, like TV shows now and like reality show, reality TV, because it's like taking over? Um. You know, at first I had that reaction of, oh, this is reality. It is what it is. I've come to a point in my life, I don't, I don't know, I don't criticize or, or things that are new. Of course, I can say the obvious, they're not actors and this is taking over and this and that. Um, if something's taking over, you got to figure out how to do better and join it. I like to move with the current of the world. So I don't complain about, I used to. But I don't complain about reality shows. You might see me pop up on one or, or definitely um, uh, producing one. But, um, you know, it is what it is. Entertainment business is an entertainment business. Right. And that is the safest way to get it from keeping getting your heart broken. The rest of it is just really neither here or there. You know, this is, this is my living. So right. I can't be concerned. I have to watch what's going on and say, okay, what next, Trina? Right, right. I can't change. <laughs> right, right, right. So, 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 before CB, before you get, let me be selfish for a second. Uh, Trina, Trina uh, can I get a shout out too? I'm running the Chicago Marathon this Sunday, and can you give me some nice pavement blessings? Um, um, good luck to Sly, um, of Inside the Cave on running the Chicago Marathon. I'm trying to catch Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart gonna be out there. I'm gonna try to catch up with his little bitty ass. What is your name again? Sly. S L Y. Sly. Okay. So shout out to Sly running the Chicago Marathon. Hope you catch up with Kevin Hart. That's where we're at. Yeah. Okay. That's what's up. Hey, want to give a shout out to Sly? You running that Chicago Marathon? You better catch up to Kevin Hart. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. Thank you. Uh, can I can I ask you these uh cave questions? Since you're married, I won't, I'll, I'll give you the censored version of of the cave crush of the week question. There's just a couple of them that I can ask. Okay. All right, here we go. Heels on or heels off? On. Whew, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Hair up or hair down? Up to be pulled down. <laughs> oh. All right. And because I respect your husband, I'm not going to ask you the rest of them. All right. Thank you so much. I'm not going to ask you the rest of them. <laughs> I thought you were from Chicago. Oh, no. I'm just... <laughs> I think you're going to give me something. You can put them up on Cavey Bunch, okay? Yes. 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 All right. Great. Yes. Thank you so much, sir. All right. Once again, we want to say thank you to Trina McGee for going inside the cave this week. Uh, for those who don't know, Trina McGee, uh, she was actually supposed to be the first guest 
on inside the cave. Um, Joe will tell you, I got a message from her actually uh, saying that she was going to come on in 2015. And a lot of things that happened because she was a very busy woman and we never did get a chance to get her on until now. But I, I think, like they say, God's timing is always on times. And um, this was the perfect time because we were actually able to talk about her whole career spanning. And I'm telling you, it was, I really appreciate her coming on and videoing in from L.A. Boy, she bad as hell. Hey, Joe. Yeah. Me, uh, me and you both have had a crush on her forever. And here's forever. the thing. I, I didn't even watch Boy Meets World uh, when it was like live. I started, I actually started watching the rerun. So by the time like it came on, I started watching it like when she was, when the show was actually off, you know what I mean? So like I started watching it like on my, like it was the only thing that was on before I started going to work. It was on like Disney Channel or something like that. And like, this is like 2000, 2001. So I didn't even, I didn't even see her live on there. So. It's crazy that I just like fell in love, but I do remember her being on like the, the different worlds and, and and the Martin episode. That was just a classic, you know, for her to be part of that man to be Martin, you know. Yeah, we had a legend on, so uh, that's another legend for Inside the Cave for those keeping score. Yep. Shit. I mean, come on. I mean, who? Ha- I mean, the nineties was so dope. I mean, look who we had on. Who look who we had on. Come on, Joe. We've had Maya on. Maya and Viv. Come on, man. The black and Viv. The black <laughs> and Viv. Come on, man. Like we've been doing it. So, you know, that's another, another, another gold star for inside the cave. And she is fine. She gave me a shout out for my kids. Wait till I tell my wife this. Oh man, this was great. All right, y'all got anything before we uh get out of here? Nope. Sly. Oh, Sly, by the way, uh, good luck what up? Running, the, uh, running the marathon, brother. Uh, my wife's birthday, I'm going to give a shout out to my wife real quick. My wife's birthday is uh, Saturday. Uh, so I want to uh, give a shout out to her. So I'm probably, oh, yeah. Let me, go ahead. I'm probably going to be a little busy. But uh, we'll do, still, I want to give a shout out to my brother, Sly, running that goddamn marathon, man, doing his thing, man. Go ahead on, Sly. You got to... Hey, if I if I don't make it out, you can at least. Yeah, I'm trying to take no Uber slot. Hey, at least you can say that I got a celebrity to uh, tell you good luck for your um, for your uh, marathon. Uh, nobody else running the no marathon. D- no doubt. No nobody, doubt. nobody else running the marathon can claim that slot. The, the, the race is Sunday, not Saturday, and uh, Kendra G supposed to be running too. Yes, she is. That sexy motherfucker right there. That's that's another girl that uh, Joe. Joe, when Joe got kicked out the club a couple years ago, Kendra G is another woman who's uh, supposed to be coming on the show. Uh, Same thing. I I got you. I'm coming on. I got you. Hey, coming on the show got to do me getting kicked out the club. Why you got? That's when I met her. You took one for the team, and nothing happened, Joe. That's what you didn't seal the deal. Joe. I didn't know who Kendrick was. Oh, he didn't, he didn't do what slide? You didn't know what you're talking about. You better just make sure you don't. Ain't the last person running across the finish line. You ain't sealed the deal, Joe. You better be out there on Damon or somewhere by Michael Knicks or something. Give me a high five or something. Holding up a poster board or block off some of the streets in the Fed Extra. I'm throwing some mouse sauce on him. Throw some mouse sauce with fries at you. 
put some lemon pepper on them and I'll be all right. I mean, I got a carb load. I mean, some, I need some carbs. So you got to pull up in a Fed extra for something, man. Something. Yeah. Oh, man. I just can't believe I just can't believe we actually get this. And, and then not on not on top of that, we got Trina McGee. We got motherfucking Eddie Winslow. Right, right. There's McCray pop on for a second. Pop yeah. on, yeah. So he was with Mama Bear. I was like, who who the oldest? Uh I don't know. That's a good question. I know she was 49. Damn. Oh yeah, bro. She about to turn She's 49. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm about to go to LA. Hey Trina. <laughs> <laughs> I'm to come to LA, baby. <laughs> Sorry, Darius. Dang, oh, no, that ain't her husband. Her husband is uh, Marcelo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Darius, they just, they, they, they doing a show together. Was Dog on there when, uh, when, uh, when Eddie yeah, Wins? Yeah, he was on that. Yeah, he was on that end. <laughs> That's correct. Who, who was, who was Marcelo? He was on the game. Hey, remember that episode of the game when, uh, the, the main character, the quarterback, a gay dude, a big gay dude, Tried to uh, make a move on him. That was her husband, and he been in some other stuff too. I want to say he was in uh, Empire as well. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not, not the Google Google. Yeah, Marcelo Thetford or something like that. I didn't even know that was her husband. I thought they was just dating. I didn't know that was her husband. Yeah, yeah but she cool, man. She she cool. She you see she know about us. She know about the Cave Crush page and everything. <laughs> Up. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, that's dope. Yeah, she um, you said he ain't no damn. You gotta tell me how to spell, spell his name, and I know this shit ain't right. Marcelo Therefore, whatever. Uh, two L's, two L's in Marcelo. There, and you said Therefore, spell Therefore. Therefore, okay, something like that. Okay, yeah, I, yeah, I remember, I remember from the game. He was in some other shit, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a lot of shit. Yep, that's a hug. Yeah. All right. Well, please email us inside the cave podcast at gmail.com. Leave some feedback on our Facebook and Instagram page. This is probably going to be a big episode because one thing about Boy Meets World and Trina McGee, uh, Angela, Sean, that I mean, hashtag that stuff and search it. People still talk about that couple, Angela and Sean, Sean and Angela, Angela, Sean. They still talk about her role as Angela. They still talk about Boy Meets World as a big fan. They're like wrestling fans. They have a big fan base. So this is going to be a big show. Once again, shout out to Trina McGee for being so open and talking talking about a lot of stuff with us, man. I really appreciate that. And if nobody got anything else, Slive, do a good job this week. Joe Dirt, appreciate you, my brother, for showing up again. Shout out to uh, D. Vellyville, Sid, Cat, Big Dog, Cousin Lamar, and uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of uh, Last Night in Vegas. And we'll catch y'all ass next episode on the inside. And what you got to do it in Big Dog voice. Shit. Do know. it in Big Dog. How do Thank Big Dog catch y'all ass next week? Thank y'all. <laughs> Thank y'all for tuning in inside the cave. We're going to catch y'all ass next week. There you go. There you go, Salai. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Inside the Cave. Tune in weekly to hear new episodes of Last Night in Vegas. Get the latest Cave Crush and Inside the Cave gear at CaveCrushShop.com. 
thought-provoking ignorance with special guests and cave crushers and cave crushers inside the cave inside the cave inside the cave you did say you wanted to be in right